Hello, I'm James Wrigley, Principal and Financial Advisor at Melbourne-based financial advice firm First Financial. Thanks for joining me. Uh, this week's episode of the podcast, I'm joined by Andrew from Omega Digital. Uh, sorry, mate, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your surname. Um, so Andrew uh, runs a group called Omega Digital, as I said. Uh, they're heavily involved in the search engine optimization or SEO space. Uh, Andrew goes to great lengths during the podcast to explain that it's more than just Google rankings. Uh, it's about working with clients uh, around ultimately helping them sell more of whatever it is that they're trying to sell. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Andrew, thanks for, thanks for joining me this morning on live. Um, I put out a, I put out a video. It was a video a few weeks ago, actually. I was sitting here in my office and said, I want to do some live interviews. Is anyone, anyone game for a chat? And, and you put your hand up. So thanks for that. No, my pleasure, mate. Thanks. So, so look, we've interacted a little bit uh, on LinkedIn, you know, a few videos of mine or a few videos of yours. Um, <clears throat> where are you at? What are you, what are you doing? What's, what's your business? Talk cool. So, yeah, so I've actually been involved in the search engine optimization industry now for 12 plus years. I started my business seven years ago and it's yeah, sort yeah. of been an evolution Um it's been an evolutionary process to get to where Amiga is. Uh, as a business owner, I've realized how unprepared I was to start a business because I made so many mistakes. Um, I started doing so many things. I was like, I look back now, I think, wow, like, what's to go with that? Um, but generally, I love working with clients and being able to do SEO in, in the way that I believe it should be done. So allowing start the business actually allowed me to do that and it's been fun it's been bumpy mm. um and it's forced me to grow in so many ways that i never really thought that i could <laughs> before i started so seven years you've been been at it seven years i've been at it yeah what um, made what made you do it in the first place a conversation with my girlfriend at the time who's now my wife um, yeah because actually when i originally decided that the last agency I was working for, time was up. Um, mm. I actually was preparing to go and um, work for another company. But my wife said, like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, I'm like, well, you know, I, I wouldn't mind giving it a crack, but I just don't, I'm just don't think that I'm actually a business person or an entrepreneur, quote unquote. I'm just a marketer. Mm -hmm. She says, well, what do you got to lose? Um, by giving it a go. So I started APG Web Studios in 2012. Um, and, yeah, it's it's been incredible. It's been tough. And it's been something that it's also been really rewarding, even in the times when I failed um, badly. It's still been a time when I've learned so much. Yeah. And I learned a lot about myself. Um, yeah. Even, I always say to my wife now, like, even if the business sort of came to an end, the amount that I've learned is um, been incredible. You seem happy. You seem you seem so happy. I'm yeah, very so happy. That, yeah. that, it comes through in the videos that you put up too. Uh, it, it's interesting, you know. You, you mentioned there that when you knew your time was coming to an end in your previous uh, employed role, like mm -hmm. how, how does that come about? Where do you what what's the thought pattern to say? Well, I think I think my time's up here. I've done I've done all I can. It's it's time to move on. Well, just. I don't know, like I didn't feel like the doors were sort of opening, you know, up until that point, I sort of always sort of found my way navigating towards what I really enjoyed and I was really enjoying 
working with clients, but they the way the system was is I didn't really have direct access to the client. It was sort of went through a client manager. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I figured out a lot about myself over the years that when you boil me down, which is why I sort of, uh, like, I was happy to, like, to, to put my hand up and say, I'll, go, I'll come on it. Because <laughs> um, I think when I boiled myself down, I really love people and I really love that. I, I never thought I can continue doing SEO without actually having that client relationship because relationships are a big part of who I am and it's it's a big part of the SEO process. Mm. And that's what I enjoy most about the whole business. But then you start talking to me about forecast, numbers. I'm a marketer, right? So um, data to a point. (laughs) So that's. I think I came to a point where I'm like, I think I need to do it a little bit differently now. Mm. Um, I was obviously, I was in that company for four years up until that point. And I thought, you know what? I think it's time to take a different route for myself and, and, and yeah, like was work with another company, but I didn't think I was going to start another agency at the time. Yeah. And but I think yeah, upon self reflection, I think it it was the right decision looking back. Mm. And and how did I'm you find the first, how did you find the first couple of years out on your own? Was it, uh, was it was it harder than you thought? Or absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, like I said, I'm not. I don't deem myself as the natural entrepreneur. I'm not a. I didn't start a lemonade stand when I was six or yeah. f- flip NRL cards or take free stuff and sell it off. Um, so I found it very hard. I found it very lonely. I found it that, you know, there's so much at stake. Like I still had to pay the rent and for a whole year not to make any money um, and to sort of sink my entire life savings um, into it. Um, it was scary because I was living on my own and I had nothing to fall back on and, my parents were like eight hours away and I didn't really want to go there because I, I had my girlfriend at the time I didn't want to move away from. So, um, yeah, the first the first year was very tough. It was – and the whole like going – jumping from meeting to meeting, the rejection, the rejection, the rejection, the money that, you know, like 20 bucks for me to get a train because I couldn't afford a car. Yeah. Um, and it was so much money to lose for me at the time. Yeah. Um, to jump meeting to meeting and realize I said so many dumb things with, with potential clients. I'm like, they're definitely not signing up. I wouldn't sign up if yeah. I was them. And, yeah, like I think it was it's very hard. It was not I, – I, I should have probably even done a six-month course before jumping into it. But, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was hard, man. It was – I think everyone that starts a business knows what it re- like what it feels like yeah and when you're as unprepared as i was like you really feel like it. you really feel like you don't know what a balance sheet is or a profit loss statement when you before you start a business is not a good idea yeah yeah and so, so you've you've learned a lot along the journey in the business yeah and yeah. i learned a lot from listening to other people and i and i learned a lot from you know the university of hard knocks mate like even from my clients and how they run their businesses and and being involved. Like, cause I love business. I figured out I have a really strong passion for it. Like, I love – I can talk about business to I'm blue in the face. There's only very few topics that I can actually do that. And so I fell in love with the whole game, quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, but I just I, – I, it's it's a constant uphill. It doesn't – it's not like – I feel like marketing is, is – and relationships are a little bit more – 
what comes natural to me, but the business side of it all doesn't come natural. Yeah. And and it's so, but I love it at the same time. So, yeah. um, and then, yeah, like I love, that's why I want to start a strictly business podcast where I can shut up and and while while the, the business owners, in particular the small business owners, are asking me marketing questions, they're also telling me how they run their business, telling me how they approach different things. And while they're coming on my show to sort of, get some get some tips and tricks and i'm also like secretly trying to learn exactly how they sort of operate and how they do things um and that's why i think it's a it's a it's going to be a good thing hopefully that i can launch next year yeah so so you've got plans to do your own podcast next year yeah i've got four episodes um up um now but I don't have an awesome streaming service, which goes back to what your original question was at the start. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I definitely want to do more of that. And I'm definitely going to ask people to come on, which I have in the past. But unlike you, James, I wasn't successful in anyone actually yeah. putting their hands up to do it. So um, Look, I just I just tried. So I, I'd had the um, – I got the live on here on LinkedIn a little while ago and the first couple were just me talking. And I thought there's only so much of me just sitting in a room talking to a camera that – that either I can put up with or someone might actually watch. How about I ask a few people that are running businesses, might be a bit interesting, and uh, and we can have a chat from from there. Awesome. So, so the, the the world of SEO, are you? Is it? How how much has that changed in the seven years that you've been that you've been running your business? Incredibly, um, SEO. Everyone knows it's it's a fast moving, fast changing. We're at the mercy of an algorithm, and we can't offer any guarantees. Or we should, well, Google says don't offer any guarantees. Yeah. Um, and it's, 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 it's really been an evolution in its, own, in its own sense. But what I figured out and my approach to it is, hang on, if we focus on the user, if we build strategies around what makes sense for our users, we're no longer catching up to an algorithm. The algorithm is catching up to us. And so I always thought that a lot of SEOs and they, they, they talk about the algorithm a lot and I'm very interested in those conversations mm. from a technical perspective. I need to I need to know what other SEOs think about different things and their perspectives on on things. It makes sense for me to 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 learn all that and, and listen to them. But I've always come at it from the perspective that it just makes sense to focus on the client's end user, their customer. Why do we produce content? Because it's an SEO thing. Or because it's a it's a business thing, and and it's how we engage, it's how we consume content. Should we build links because it's great for our rankings? Mm, yeah, kind of, but you probably should be getting links naturally because you have a great product that's going to send referral traffic and referral sales, and the rankings become a byproduct of mm. a because you don't get to the size of Facebook by a link building campaign, James. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. No, so you build an intelligent business and brand and you have a, a proposition that so many people find valuable. And what I what I love most about SEO, in my, and I always say I'm a marketer first and SEO second, even mm. if I've been doing market, uh, SEO for, tw uh, for 12 and a half years. Um, I think that what's the most interesting part of it, and it comes back to who I am as an individual and what I love to do is tell, tell stories. And so I try to tell brands to think about SEO that's not a sales tool, it's a marketing tool. Mm. And that's where a lot of sometimes the disconnect is when we talk to potential clients is SEO means rankings, means sales. Yeah. Yes. 
there is a part of that that is true, but it also it's also a it's primarily a marketing strategy, and therefore it's what I'm obsessed with. Literally, is trying to create 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 a content strategy that people are going to fall in love with the brand before they dealt with it. And 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 there's so much noise. There's so much content. Creating great content is really only the beginning. And so yeah. that's why I try to help clients understand that. And so do you have to do you reckon you have to spend more time now educating people on what SEO is versus what you did seven, ten, twelve years ago, or or is it the other way around? Um, I think that's an interesting question. I, I think everyone will probably see it a little bit different. Some the one thing that and when I got asked this in a in a seminar last year, I, I pretty much answered it like this. When when they when when the moderator asked, do you think that SEO value is still present? Mm. Obviously, I'm doing it, so I still definitely think it's valuable. I think the difference between now and back then is clients understand the value of SEO. It's a it's been a booming industry mm. for a long time. It's a it's very lucrative industry. Verse twelve years ago, people thought it was this black hat sort of something that you know we were doing behind a smokescreen and like, you know, in the dark room and hacking yeah. Google. And my mum and dad thought, like, I worked for Google. They couldn't even – anyway. So – but now clients understand the value of it. I just think that it's moved – it's changed a whole lot that I tried to explain it to them from my perspective, that why – whether you sign up with me or you don't, here's mm. why you should be doing SEO anyway. Mm. And, and it's better to do SEO yourself than do cheap SEO. What do I mean by that? Watch a few of my videos, find out what people are asking. Google tells you what people are asking and produce content. That's the fastest way to generate traffic to your site. And Google literally gives you the information on its own. Search okay. results. And so it's better to, to, to start producing long-form content because it will generate traffic, but also from a business perspective, it improves your, 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 your trustworthiness and your credibility and people start seeing your brand as you're educating the market, not just trying to put on the hard sell. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, so um, the technical SEO is still very valid. The user experience is extremely valid. But when you're talking to a potential client on the phone, I don't want to start talking about canonicals and 301 redirects. And I want to think about what does what is what is their brand to them and work out how does SEO fit in telling their story. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Not it's getting much, in. Sorry? It's, much, it's, it's much bigger. It's a much bigger much bigger thing than just uh, are you ranking on the first page of Google or not. Yeah, and they're very shocked, James, when I tell them you don't want rankings. They're like, I don't. I'm like, you don't want rankings. <laughs> I thought that's what, what, I, was, what, what do I, I want. I'm calling you for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got 10 keywords, Andrew. I want to rank for this keywords. <laughs> you don't want rankings. What do you want? You want sales. Oh, yeah, of course. And what's the difference? Well, not every keyword that you rank first for will deliver sales. Hmm. We learned that the hard way. We would, uh, when I was working with a large, I remember when I started in 08, clients would want, these are the 10 keywords that we want. Okay, we'll rank, we'll get them on the first page and they'll leave after six months. <laughs> what was I, was I supposed to do? Like, this is yeah. the objective. Yeah. But no, what they wanted, James, was they wanted to actually make money. Yeah. And that's a funny Funny thing, but um, so now I've, I've sort of built, okay, what does a successful campaign look like in 12 months and try to work on the micro with them, but also deliver the the education on what is the big picture here? Why are we creating content? Why do we want links to our site naturally? Why do we want a fast website? 
why do we want a user-friendly website? Why do we want to think about mobile a lot mm. and basically be, be obsessed with how we use technology? That's what is what I'd want to get through to them versus can you rank me for Plumber Sydney? Yeah. yeah. And I imagine, I imagine given all of that, they're much more likely to stick around than six months now too. Exactly. And I think um, when they understand, look, look, you know, this is a, this is a one part of the strategy um, and it's, it's they look, every client wants to make sure that in the first 12 months they've got a positive return on investment. That's mm. why I, I can't be totally naive and say forget about the, the short-term investment, which in SEO short-term investment is probably 12 months, but try to get them, get them thinking why is content so important? Mm. Why, why do we just want to do it for rankings? And that's why I like, go back to they understand the value of SEO. I just sort of want to, it's like a game of golf, just slightly turn the perspective 10 millimetres and I can just take it completely different and drive it along for a lot, a lot longer. So for 2008, no one really understood what even SEO even was, um, but now they do. So it's just sort of coming at it from my perspective. This is how I think brands should operate. It's marketing. They should be telling stories. They should be engaging. They should be having podcasts. They should mm. be having YouTube videos. They should be creating content on LinkedIn, even if they don't have a B2B market. They should be using social media. They should be, you know, utilizing all the available tools for different reasons, and they should be creating content on for their blog and, and, and generating because it makes sense for business. And it comes back to – because people ask me all the time, like, what happens if SEO dies? Well, SEO – I mean, is SEO dead? I mean, if, I don't know if you want to get into that. Maybe I'll give that to you. I don't know if that's the direction you want well, to get I, down. I was going to say to you, like, like, are there still people out there that don't, that just don't get it at all? Like, they think I've got a website that has my phone number and then that's it? Or, or like, are you still dealing with people that just don't get it whatsoever? Or is it they've come to a level and, then, and then it's kind of you more prodding them to say, well, keep doing this stuff, whatever it is that you're doing? Or yeah. Turn it ten degrees and open their eyes to something else. Um, well, sometimes I, we're, when I hear the SEO is dead, I like it's very interesting on where that messaging is coming from. It's not usually coming from clients a whole lot. Um, and so, what I normally tell them is, if if a client comes to me and says, you know, I heard SEO is dead, you know, what should I do about it? Uh, what well, should we continue it? And I say, well, listen, when someone tells you SEO is dead, my question is, what do you mean? Do you mean stuffing meta keywords is dead? Well, sure, yeah, it's dead. You know, is the 2008 sort of behind the scenes manipulate Google's algorithm tactics dead? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I, I did a post I think recently on LinkedIn where I talked about this is what's dead with SEO, but SEOs let's let's break the term down. Search, we've been searching for things well before we even had a computer, right? We're searching for animals. We're searching, we're searching for a whole range of different things. The search part, exactly. <laughs> searching will never die. The engine will evolve and the optimization process will adapt. And so SEO right now is alive on Google. But SEO is also, there's two ways to organize content, James, algorithmically or mm -hmm. alphabetically. If it's alphabetically, we then it's, we can't manipulate it unless you do what my dad did in 1994 and started a tool making in, uh, business, Abco Engineering, which was triple A B C O, because he wanted to be first in yellow pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That was the only way you can manipulate the alphabet, right? Alphabetic order. But if if they say that even if Google dies tomorrow, people are still going to need to be searching. There's so much information. Mm. 
out there? How is it going to be sorted? When I search for how do I clean my windows, that content is going to need to be delivered to you, whether it's a Google Home device, whether it's Amazon, whether it's that thing that, that Apple's making, like whatever it is, it's going to need to be delivered. So what, what I love about market and what I love about SEO is, yeah, voice is coming. Voice is going to be a revolution. We're going to be sitting in our lounge rooms and asking for things and, and, and asking questions. And that's going to be a little bit different than how we search on desktop. And we can talk about all those different nuances and all the rest of it. But the search engine optimization is still going to be there because there's so much information to sort. Mm. So my computer gotcha. keeps going dark. So yeah. right now, I mean, my mom knows that Google means searching. And when your brand becomes synonymous with your core service, you know you've made it. Yes. <laughs> so, so right now, people know to Google it, to Google it, to Google it. And so... Um, I talk about, well, someone needs to be number one and someone needs to be 50 million. Mm. So it's not dead. It's only going to die when we, when our user behavior changes. And I think when someone says, is SEO dead? It's a lot of headline reading. No one's thinking about it deeply because you're still going to Google and typing in keywords every day. Everyone mm. searches every day. Everyone's mm. looking for a new TV every day or a, or a new lawyer or a new accountant. People are looking. Um, yeah. And one, if that moves away from Google and goes to voice, which I do think it will go, then mm. that engine and optimization process will change, but we're still searching and content will still be relevant. Yeah, yeah. So you see, oh, Did you, I answer that question? I don't know. Did I, I, I think so. You're, you're certainly educating me. There's a whole lot to this that I didn't realize either. It's fantastic. Uh, so I guess plan, plans for the future. So business is ticking along well for you now. Any iterations or changes or anything on the cards? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I set up Omega Digital to be exclusive. So we try to work with one lawyer, one plumber, one builder, mm. one real estate agent, and to and to really – and I did that because obviously it's good. It's, it's a good business model, in my opinion, the exclusivity. But I did it because I wanted to make sure that we're continuously falling in love with the brands we work with. Mm. And – and when you work with just one, the focus is even if you're only working on a certain amount of hours every month, you think about it all the time. You think about that industry and you think about your client. And I think um, I don't think I'll ever deviate from that because mm. I because I try to allow them to see us as not just an SEO agency but someone who is innovative, who's thinking about the future, who, you know, and becoming a big part, moulding into their brand, and I think, I mean, I don't think there's going to, be, I don't think I'm going to deviate from that. I think I'm going to stay on that path. Was that what you were asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, by, by the sounds of things, you, you, you're, you're more targeting a, a kind of a smaller boutique business. You're not trying to employ 150 staff and no. thousands of clients and take over the world. That that kind of thing. Yeah, and look, look, how SEO agencies and marketing agents want to do it is not for me to comment on mm. but when i when i see the messaging of we have thousands of clients mm. i don't know for me from a, if, from a consumer point of view i'm like okay cool where do i fit into that puzzle yeah. um and maybe it does work but for me it's like i want clients to go you know what he doesn't have amiga doesn't have any other criminal defense lawyers so we're going to work with them i want them to feel like truly you're a part of family mm. and there's no other like you in this and 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 so um 
yeah, like, I want to stay as you mentioned, small and boutique, but in but being being a business that's going to leave a legacy behind, and and for that particular client to be like, you know, I, I don't know, for me, I, I find it more valuable to have a client stay with us for ten years under no contracts than have a thousand clients. Mm. But that's just me. That's and my that's perspective. The, and that, that's the beauty of owning and operating your own business. You can choose to be whatever you want to be. If you if you want to be this big, if you want to be this big, it's it's entirely up to you. Or if you change your mind along the way, you say we started out being like this, but you know what? We're growing like this, and and I'm happy. And who says that? Who says that model can't grow anyway? But it's yeah. it's just I wanted I want to I want Omega Digital to be truly reflecting on who I am. Mm. And again, relationships are big and thing, and just to to build the model around me basically to turn me into a machine, sort of. Yeah, um, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's definitely how we approach it anyway. Yeah, good, good. And so if we if we're catching up, and I, I, I tend, oh, last question for you, and we can get on with the rest of your day. Um, if we if we're sitting here in three years' time, what would you have liked to have had happen for that for that to have been an amazing three years? Deliver value to a client. Make to un, like our vision is to unleash their maximum potential. So in three years' time, if we've done that, then I've done what I set out to do. Yep. And you can't, you can't. Re- the the relationships that we have with 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 our clients is 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 absolutely amazing. And the more amazing it gets, the more pressure I feel like it's it has mm. because it it becomes personal. Yeah. And um and so in three years' time, I want to look I want to look back and say, did we deliver? Did we reach their full potential? Because every business has a potential limited by the leadership, the staff, the business model. It's not our job to sort of question that. It's our job to unleash it and hmm. get to that limit and to push them and to push them and to push them. To the best that they can based on the, the framework that they're operating within. Spot on. Bingo. Yep. And yep. it's if I want to look back in three years and say, we did that to our best of our ability. Yeah. It sounds like you've got the passion to do it. So I'm not going to be surprised when you do. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. So, yeah, that's that's what we like. That's what I what I'm absolutely what I'm absolutely obsessed with, and 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 that again, the relationships are a big part. And I think for me as a business person, I'm not I'm not a good business person, and but the whole relationship component, I think clients do feel like even because I think SEO like the results go like this, right? They go up and down, and in the down patch, they want to make sure that the agency they work with, the people they work with, care. I think we're all people. We understand things don't always go to plan throughout, yep. especially in 10 years. When you work with the same client for 10 years, you would be thinking you're a joke if I'm going to stand here and say the whole 10 years was brilliant. We didn't have any ups and downs. We had a lot of we had a lot of downs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And clients will stick by you if they feel like you truly care about them. Yeah. And that's what I've learned a lot in business. And don't fluff it, man. Don't pretend it's better than what it is. Mm. Don't – and um. And I think that's what I love, you know, keeping it real and being a part of their journey. That's what it feels like. We're a part of their journey. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's that's what I love about business for me. Yeah. Yeah. The relationships and the journey. Good. There's been a few comments in the in the in the live stream. There's a few people watching from around the world and saying hi and and enjoying what you've got to say. So awesome. I think you're passionate. Awesome. Any questions? Have any questions? Nothing, no, no questions as such. Just you know, couldn't agree more with you. Watching from the Philippines, a few people saying hi. Uh, SEO is something I always wanted to get done, but strangely, it never worked. 
Ali Muhammad. Maybe you can follow up with him afterwards and, and sort him yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, ask questions. Um, yeah. Why didn't it work? It's interesting to know why. And actually, sometimes their questions can actually help me in future episodes when I, because I'm, I love to figure out what people are searching for because I want to turn that into content because my audience is not SEOs. Even yeah. though sometimes maybe I, I get too technical and I've got to like pull it back because I'm losing the people. Yeah. Um, so any questions that they have actually help me so I can deliver it. I can create a video and answer it to them and then hopefully answer it for others. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they're not the only person asking the question either. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Awesome, James. Yeah, good. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Thanks for, for my buddy. joining me. Thank you. Yeah.